Hey, I'm Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. Yes, yes. Welcome to High on Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from postiesgrown.com. This week's interview is with a legend straight out of Canada known as Jesse Lavoie. He's been on the show before. You can listen to other interviews we've done with him. If you go and download episode 58 and episode 49, you'll be able to listen to the interviews which we've done in the past with him. And pretty much he's taken the government in Canada to court for restricting the right of home grow in Manitoba. See, across Canada, you're allowed to grow four plants for recreational use. But in the province of Manitoba and Quebec, it's restricted and people are not allowed to do it. They have to go and buy their cannabis. And he, he says this is unconstitutional. So he's taken it upon himself to get a team together, a team of lawyers, spend loads of his own money and loads of his own time on taking the Canadian government to court to get this fixed. So people in Manitoba are able to grow their own cannabis. Super cool guy, needs a lot of the cannabis community's support. So if you can head over to his website, tobagrown.com, T-O-B-A-G-R-O-W-N.com, then you'll be able to buy some merchandise from him or just donate to the cause if you want to, because all these legal fees are very expensive and he needs a lot of help to get to the end goal. But it seems as if he's going to get there very soon and he's going to overturn the ban and everybody in Manitoba should be able to grow their own cannabis pretty soon because of the work Jesse's putting in. So congratulations to him. We wish him all the very best. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the interview and, you know, I'll drop it at the end to say goodbye and remind you to go visit his website. But for now, I hope you enjoyed the interview. Here we go. Hello, hello. Hello, yo. How's it going, Jesse? Hey, good, Jesse. guys. How you doing? That's all good, yeah. man. It's all good. We seem like you've uh, got some good news to share with us. Have you heard awesome. the good news? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I love your guys' logos. Sweet. Nice. Yeah, man, we're just hiding behind the avatars, you know, because uh, we're secret agents. That's right. <laughs> secret agents that, that could be going to jail if, if we're growing a specific flower. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And you're really. over in the you're over in the UK right now, aren't you, Jesse? Yeah, I'm in beautiful Essex. Nice. How you finding it? Oh, I love it here. I love visiting the family. Sweet. Do you go outside much? Uh yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's minus 42 where I live right now. So this is oh, gosh. beautiful. Oh, nice, it's nice man. and warm now, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's been oh, reasonably my... mild over here in the UK this winter as well. Uh, plus 15 that's amazing mm, yeah crazy man it's like new year's day was plus 16 16 celsius like, that's unheard of for this time of year it is yay global warming yeah. <laughs> you say that <laughs> now but wait for it <laughs> you know we got tropical palm trees coming in 50 years it's going to be sweet so how's things jesse what's got what's going on with the whole toba grown movement you had much luck oh yeah man we're i mean over the last two years, we've built a formidable case backed with uh, evidence from doctors, experts across the field. And now we have arguably the best lawyer to take this case on. We, oh. uh, his name's Jack Lloyd. He's a big part of medical cannabis, medical growing, and big part of edibles being legalized in, in Canada. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, his resume is stacked. So he's going to be taking over as our head uh, legal counsel. Nice. And, uh, it was a great Christmas present for the Manitoba government. <laughs> you know, just for them, a little, a nice little Christmas card landing on the on the desk, was it? 
Absolutely. It's like, shit. Now he's, nice. got a, now he's got an assassin leading it. Yeah, shit. It's, it's a shiny card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but so there might be listeners out there who don't know what you do or what, what this whole Toba Grown movement is. So do you want to quickly explain what that is for anybody who's unaware? Absolutely. So uh, I started Toba Grown back in 2020 now. It's uh, almost two years uh, wow. since I started this. And what it is, it's a lawsuit against the Manitoba and Quebec government for taking federally legal homegrown cannabis for recreational purposes and putting a ban on it. So instead of being able to do something you're federally allowed to do, if you grow one plant, you get a $2,500 fine. So I didn't like that at all. I imagine why. (laughs) Yeah, I've worked in the industry for five years. I've been traveling from grow to grow and legal grow to grow. And uh, all the while being like, I can't wait to do this for my myself. And when COVID hit, I stopped traveling, went home to Manitoba. And because I picked that province, I wasn't allowed to do what the federal government said I could. So I launched this lawsuit and it's become a lot bigger than just cannabis, actually. Um, when you look at the legality and the precedent the government would have if they beat me, they'd be able to take any federal, federally legal activity smoking, driving, drinking, and put any ban they want on it because they have precedent on this homegrown cannabis case. Yeah, so you mentioned this before, man. Scary, mate. Scary. Yeah, so it's, it's bigger than the four plants. Mm. This, almost, this sounds like you're actually forming a new country in, in a way if they can override any law. It's, it's quite scary, yeah. And I, I look forward to beating it down. Yeah, you must be feeling a, a lot more reassured now you've got the new lawyer on, on board as well, right? You know, I, I do and I don't. We're, we're in a, it's a legal war, but I'll call it a war. And even if you got the best warriors on your side, anything could happen. There could be a little technicality that we don't know about or something could happen. Uh, yeah, just anything could happen. So we're, we're not overconfident, but we're confident. Um, so how's things been going so far? Have you been, is there been communications backwards or forwards between you and the court at all? Or is it just in the pipeline kind of thing? So where we're at right now is we're still waiting for the Manitoba government to submit their brief. And we submitted our brief August 26th. The government had one month to uh, respond with their own brief. So they're actually three months late uh, on, on submitting their brief. So we're actually pushing for a mistrial right now. Yes, mm-hmm. come on. Which would mean if we get that, we can go right to appeal. So the, the court system in Canada, very similar to over here. There's three stages we got to get through. Queen's bench, where we're currently in. Mm. And then the loser can appeal. So the appeal courts. And then the loser of that can appeal to the Supreme Court. So we're in stage one right now in Manitoba. And Quebec's mm-hmm. going into stage three. So if we get a mistrial in Manitoba... We can skip stage one, go right to stage two, get that appeal done. And then instead of just joining the Quebec case as an intervener, which means a a separate lawsuit coming in, we would have, and this would be legendary, we would have the Manitoba case and the Quebec case brought in front of the Supreme Court at the exact same time, and they'd be heard at the exact same time. So that would be like that amazing i lost my i stumbled over my own words there but that would be something else so something you're looking forward to for sure Quebecers have the same problem as you guys do in manitoba as well they can't home grow too correct it was the two ban or two provinces that chose to ban it uh, in 2019 
the Quebec government lost in court and immediately appealed the decision. But then they said, you can't grow while we're appealing it. And then the appeal took two years because it's just a very sketchy thing when you look at the rulings, the timelines. It's just all very sketchy. Dodgy. But, uh, yeah. yeah. And the government won the appeal. So it's, it's like a football game. It's 1-1. And now they're going for the tiebreaker in the Supreme Court. Damn. So it's like essentially Quebec won and they're just like, hold on for a second. Let's just check everything and then waited for two years before anything's been done. Exactly. And, and when you look at the appeal decision, it's very apparent it's political and the appeal court didn't want to be the one to rule on it. So they just kicked it up to the Supreme Court. So what oh, happens? sounds very familiar in politics here. Nobody mm-hmm. wants to be the one who turns something loose. Yeah, you got it. So is that pretty much the problem? Why? I mean, because uh, TG, he what well, is in Saskatoon, isn't he? and yes. it's it's legal for him to grow. Why? Why is there a difference between Manitoba and the province he is in? What happened? It's the uh, provincial government uh, in Manitoba and Quebec that decided they didn't like cannabis and they used debunked arguments to put bans in place. Right. And the only way to get rid of that ban is to challenge it. But unfortunately it takes a long time and a lot of money to get that done. Mm -hmm. It's something that seems to serve in their favor. Most of the time is you need a lot of money to get this shit done. Exactly. But you, you can get it done if you have time and money, which means they can say it's an open system and people can, Mm-hmm. challenge it even though like i'll tell you guys that where we're at right now we're at sixty two thousand dollars spent just in manitoba wow we're about halfway through and if i didn't have help from certain friends in the community with fundraising mm-hmm. there's no way um i'd i'd continue it because i'd be uh well on my way to, to bankruptcy so for an average citizen to to challenge something and in our case it's with the amount of evidence on our side we, we're in a good position to win this, but if, if you're wanting to fight something where you don't have a lot, of, a lot of evidence and you need to argue a lot more, you could get a lot more pricey than just 62 grand. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure the price is going to still increase as you go through this as well. Oh, 100%. We still got to do the appeal court. Still yeah, probably by 100%, court. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if there, maybe even more, yeah. It sounds like the whole system is rigged against your average guy who can't really afford big bucks to get these Don't things Don't say done, that, monkey. So. It's well, democracy. I mean, it, it's, it seems to be pretty obvious. I mean, we'll, we'll... Yeah. You're yeah, nail on the head. Absolutely ridiculous. So when you talk about evidence, how are you getting the evidence to prove the Manitoban government wrong? So... How I did that was I approached doctors and uh, experts being s- executives of cannabis companies who uh, who've had who have resumes that are stacked in the cannabis field. And um, I asked them, would you be willing to write an affidavit for our, our case? And what an affidavit is, it's a sworn statement when you make, and in that statement, when you make comments, you have to back it up with research documents. So if, if I'm a doctor and I'm, I'm telling you that if a child eats cannabis, it, um, it won't have negative effects unless it's, unless it's decarbed, then right. I need to inject a research document that backs that up. Right. So affidavits are the gateway to getting research and evidence injected into a case. Because that was one of their arguments, wasn't it? It's like, what if a child comes along and eats one of the puds? Exactly. You know, I, I had this conversation with my family actually yesterday. And 
in in where I live, you can brew your own wine. You can make your you can um, sorry ferment your own wine, brew your own beer, but not grow your own weed. If a child is to break into a room, let's say they break into your basement storage room, on the floor in that room, you can have a decanter with wine in it, right. decanter with beer in it, and a grow tent. If that child wants to get into the beer or wine, they just have to open it up and, and drink it. Mm-hmm. If they want to get in that grow tent, you can have a lock on that grow tent, which means they need to break into yet another room before they get access to a plant, which is not harmful until it is decarbulated. Mm. Right. Well, let's go even further than that. That child, if he ingests enough of that wine or that beer, that could kill him, but he could eat that entire plant and it wouldn't hurt him. Exactly. It's crazy that is. It's something a lot of growers, well, a lot of cannabis users at least, don't know that just raw cannabis straight off the plant, like the you know just taking a bud off the plant and using it, it won't work the same way that dried cannabis would work because it's not decarboxylated. It hasn't become the active psychoactive compound, right? Exactly. So you went to um, some doctors and got this in paper to prove that. Yeah, I was very, very grateful. I have Dr. Bear, Dr. Singh, Dr. Dr. Boyd. Bear, we've had him on the show. He's a good guy. Uh, isn't he amazing? He's yeah, he's super cool, man. Yeah. Um, don't want to miss it. Dr. Um, Andrew Hathaway was another one. And then I had C- CEO of Alias LED. They're a Canadian LED manufacturer. Mm-hmm. I had a grow shop chain owner talking about all the grow equipment and growing process. Awesome. I had a master grower come on to talk about the growing process and i don't think i'm missing anyone and if they're listening and i am missing someone i do apologize but we we had we had seven experts join us excellent and and in a case like this it's maybe a little overkill but if they get rid of one we got six more now you got to get all the troops in there man as many absolutely you you know yeah this is more essentially harder Mm -hmm. that's how it is so what's next? What are you going to do next? What's the plan? Well, I got this secret just burning in my pocket here. Actually, got two secrets just burning in my pocket that I can't talk about just yet. Well, but, yeah, um, but you'll come back at the uh, near the end of the month, maybe, and we'll discuss it then. Absolutely, I got Sweet. a new addition to our legal team. Uh, another new addition, and um, <laughs> and the most unique way you can think of to um, get the whole cannabis community within Canada involved and to assist with the legal bills. And I, I can't say any more, but it's it's going to be the world's first. Nice. I, I've been looking around and I've never seen one before. So it, it will be the world's first and I'd love to announce awesome. it on your show. Great. Uh, yeah, man. Nicely. Whenever you're ready, mate, let me know. We'll fire up that Zoom and talk about it, you know? Sorry, sorry to keep you guys in the dark, but... No, uh, no, no. Yeah. Do what you have to do, mate. This is you at war. You know, you can't be revealing all your secrets just yet. That's it. There you go. Two years ago, when you started all this, did you? How how did you think this would end out? You, you know, you're like shocked to be where you are now. Yes, I am. You know, initially, I, I, I use um, use the Blitzkrieg. We'll call it. I Mm. hired one of the biggest law firms in Canada to build out our arguments in our case and to file a lawsuit against the government. And when I I thought when they would see, holy crap, he's got this law firm on his side and look how look how big the case is already that they would fold. Mm-hmm. But they didn't. So that's why I've transitioned 
to um, a transition to a smaller firm because that, that big firm, they did fantastic work, but uh, their, their billables uh, matched how big the case was. Mm-hmm. Yes. It wasn't, wasn't sustainable. Mm-hmm. So I went to a smaller firm and now I have Jack Lloyd on, on our side who's um, he's taken the case that's already been built and he's going to verbally rip them apart. Nice, man. And, but still no news about when they're actually going to be in court doing this. No, because we're still waiting for them to submit their brief. And if, if we get that mistrial appeal could be before the summer, which would be great. And if we don't get that, we should be in court next month. Right. That's cool. So it's not too far because these things take so fucking long. And yeah they do man and they have you know, a habit of dragging them on purpose it seems like mm-hmm. you know, making it more expensive for you to actually get in there and fight this thing well you, you guys know how to grow cannabis for sure um and i can tell you three months late on a brief that's almost a full harvest that they've just neglected to mm-hmm. um yeah. they've just been neglecting their own duty to get their brief in and that's three wow. months of a lost harvest so how did they get away with this well they're the government they write the rules Oh yeah, they write the rules, but if you got a hundred grand just laying around, you can challenge those rules. Let me go write that check right now. You know, you know I've got a, I've just got a couple just laying around here. You know, <laughs> pass me that hundred grand, would you please? <laughs> exactly. Let's go ahead and fire this thing up a little bit. Shit. It's just so unjust how there's you know in Canada as a whole, because people over here in the UK, I'm sure you know, mate, because you're here right now. Yeah, but we all think over here that it's legal in Canada and you can grow your own and you can go to the dispensary and get what you should, but it's not, it's, it's not all it's cracked up to be, is it? Oh, it's not. I've heard it time and time again. People say, you know, yeah, but I think it's utopia over there in Canada, but it's not exactly what you think. You mm-hmm. know, you got to get weed from a certain place. You got to follow certain rules. And you know, I guess, I guess it's not as free as we thought. So would you think this would be transferable over to the UK as well? Do you think somebody could do a similar thing to get the, U- the UK to change their mind on the legality of cannabis? I absolutely do. And all the evidence that we've injected into our case here can be used in the, in the Commonwealth. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you, I am a UK citizen myself and I have become addicted to, um, to this lawsuit. And I, I will openly tell you that once I'm done with this lawsuit, I am looking to come over to UK to um, make a splash here. Sweet. Ooh, a new fighter in the battle. Like, are you not tired of the fight? No, I, I love it. It's, I've been playing chess since I, since I could walk, and I, it's, it's like chess. It's, yeah. um, you you got to be strategic on every move you make. You can't be emotional, and it's... When when they think they got they got a win and you pull the rug from underneath them, it's it's the best feeling in the world. Man, imagine that day comes that you're gonna be so happy. It it'll be awesome to put that first seed in the ground. But you can still smoke in Canada, right? Absolutely. Like in, in Manitoba, you can still go to the dispensary and buy it. You can, yeah, and that's one of the reasons they're when you take away their debunked reasons, it's definitely one of the reasons they're doing this. It's if you grow your own plant, you can get ounces from that single plant that Mm -hmm. you're not, those are ounces you're not buying from a legal dispensary Mm -hmm. where the government gets taxed. 
Yeah. You don't have to pay the dollar a gram tax or whatever else the government's asking everybody to pay. You got it. It's like you, you should offer the people the chance of making their own shit rather than forcing them to buy it so you can tax it. Yeah, exactly. That's essentially what's going on here. And it's like, no, don't let them grow their own because we want them to buy it from the dispensaries instead. You're just coming up with bullshit reasons to start, try and stop people from growing their own. For well, sure. we all know it's, it's so difficult to grow it that no one could possibly do it safely, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. I think that, was, that seems to be, be fires everywhere. Complaints. If fires be everywhere. Mold everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so we haven't figured out how to do this yet. Yeah. Well, yeah. on that on that point, they're using these arguments that were debunked when medical cannabis for growth was legalized in Canada, mm-hmm. which is over 15 years ago. Yeah. And they're ignoring the fact that provinces like British Columbia, Alberta, Saskatchewan, Ontario, Newfoundland, list goes on, have had four plants for recreational use legal since legalization in 2018. And each province uh, submits quarterly results of their legal cannabis sales. Every quarter it's grown, including their legal seed sales. And there have been no reports of abuse negligence or destruction from four plants being grown in any province right the last almost four years now um so it's <laughs> yeah it's pretty good in our favor yeah they've got no leg to stand on have they they uh they have one leg and that is the argument we have the right to make this ban and if you think of a naval war battle hundred ships on each side and now you see 98 ships on each side up in smoke and there's one ship left on each side mm-hmm. that's that's where we're at in the arguing like we've we've destroyed all their other arguments but there's that one one argument left and that's the can we do it or not so what, what makes the government think they have the right to do that hmm. they have uh, they have a precedent from a tobacco case that they're leaning heavily on in, oh. in Saskatchewan, actually, and it, um, yeah, it's a, it's their bullet in the gun, but one bullet, and we have hundreds, but they still yeah. have a bullet, and that's why, that's why I'm not overconfident because anything well, could happen. It sounds mm-hmm. like it's going to actually take the Supreme Court to take that bullet out of their gun. That's it. Yeah. So eventually, this case is bound for the Supreme Court, no matter what happens. You think so? Yeah, I, I do think like so. Yeah. Oh, well, that'll solve it once and for all. I mean, that's the way it has to happen. That's the way it's got to go. You think it'll be okay if it gets to the Supreme Court, right, Jesse? You're like 95% sure? 98, I'd say. Sweet, sweet. I mean, and especially that... if the Supreme Court is, is supposed to act upon the will of the people. If they do that, because I think it would be pretty obvious that overall Canadian citizens agree with home grow. Uh, yeah, I'd say, I'd say, yeah. if not more. Exactly. It's crazy how they get away with this shit. You, you must be pissed off. Everybody in Manitoba who wants to grow their own must be so pissed off about it. I'm a, uh, I'm, I'm not going to get too emotional here, but I will tell you guys this, and I don't swear too often, but I'm fucking pissed off. Hmm. It's, it's fully closed-minded bullies mm-hmm. who have the power to... Mm make rules based on their own feelings and we have we have a bible thumping devil's lettuce mentality oh, in manitoba Lord, yes and 
those are the ones who made the decisions and Fuck. i'm pissed off it's taking this long but once we have our hands raised at the end of this fight i'm not gonna be i'm gonna be a humble winner mm-hmm. i'm not gonna be like the na 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 i told you so why not but, why not? <laughs> but i will i will look our premiere in the face and smile that will be my that will be my cheekiness nice mm-hmm. As you like, show him your pack of seeds I, to go home and plant in the, dirt. Hit in the fucking reefer and shit. Yeah, <laughs> fuck you, bro. Did you guys see the love song I wrote for our premiere? No, I haven't. I'll have to send it over. Um, oh, sweet. You, you, you wrote all the music and everything yourself. So if we put it up on the show, it won't be uh, copyrighted and shit. Uh, no, it definitely will be because I, I had the, um, I, I was sitting at a piano complete faking it and i had the titanic <laughs> song in the background okay yeah we've got to uh, see this yeah. <laughs> but one of my lines is if i can grow that means you can grow too <laughs> and we <laughs> so that one i'm sure she uh it's a pre- our premiere is a, a female now and i'm sure she loved uh seeing that sweet Boy. hey maybe she wants to man maybe because some of these politicians they're blind to it and they think they're actually doing what their constituents want and if you're in a bible thumping uh, province then maybe she thinks this is what the people do actually want for it to be disallowed exactly uh, you just need to you know in numbers you can get out there and show her that she's wrong about that this is not what people want this is what a few people want a few uneducated ignorant people want to keep it illegal so let's, well, just, grow it let's just call it the minority of people mm-hmm. yeah exactly it, it seems that way nowadays doesn't it it's the majority of people do support the legislation of cannabis and the right to home growth. Yeah, you would think by now, like just like Jesse said, with all the evidence coming from all over Canada showing that home grow does not create degenerate children in, in bad societies, that maybe they'd actually consider the opposite side. But unfortunately, you know, when, my experience with this, with the, like he calls the religious uh, fighters, mm-hmm. you can't change their mind. They think it's, they think it's, uh, you know, it's their duty to do this, even if nobody else wants it. Yeah. I don't know how to solve that. You just got to keep fighting until they, they can't fight anymore. I see. And with all this COVID shit, do you see yourself being like at the courthouse with people? Uh, as of now, it's currently a like closed door, not to public. Mm. But I, yeah. I do. I do hope by the time we get to the Supreme Court, for sure, I'm hopeful. Uh, hopefully by appeal court as well. Mm. But um, well, that would be nice knows, to have the knows. Supreme Court completely filled up with cannabis supporters mm-hmm. oh yeah so it would be amazing like i'm sure you've seen you've seen um pictures or whatnot from and i know everywhere around the world has their 420 as well so i'm not i'm not uh, taking away from anyone else's but when you before legalization when you when you look in ottawa and canada around the parliament when there's thousands of people there smoking weed and all that i would love that for this case like in oh, manitoba yeah. and quebec go there at the same time like for a one-day court appearance oh wow oh could you imagine like yeah, if, it would be awesome wouldn't it man you you yeah. must fucking feel awesome just thinking about that as well because you've made it happen you're the guy it's a motivator for sure and yeah i i'd love for that to happen but wow. if, if it's a closed door no one can see it then we still walk out of there with a victory that's that's good enough for me as mm-hmm. well yeah that's still good you're very brave for doing all this a particular type of sadist you know <laughs> no comment on that last part but uh <laughs> but uh definitely 
yeah, I guess uh, brave is one word or, or a little silly or a little bit of both. Yeah, you need to be a little bit of both, man. Good. I got a big target on my head back home. I'll tell yeah. you that much. And, and not, just from, uh, not just from the government. You know, I, I'll say this. There's been there's a few advocates, and I will say they're not the most liked advocates, but there are a few advocates who've been, been around for a very long time. And when I came out of nowhere with a lawsuit and, and you know, pe- people like in my province, they like Tobigrom. They, they like what it stands for. They like the name of it. Mm. And that's, I've made some, made some enemies just out of jealousy. And well, you like enemies from the cannabis community. Yeah. Damn. We find okay. that happens a lot, man. It's crazy, isn't it? It's yeah. We're they, they, and those are the ones I'm not saying any names, but they're the ones who always say like, we all need to come together and yeah. this is a team effort, except highlight me, please. Mm, yeah. That's it. We all need to come <laughs> together underneath my wing. Not yeah. anybody else's. You're not in it for the right reason if you're doing that. So mm-hmm. yeah, forget mm-hmm. those people. That's why I like having conversations with you guys. We're very like-minded. Yeah. We just want everybody to be together and be happy and do the right thing. You know? It's yeah. Just... We kind of want the government to understand that we're just talking about growing a little cannabis here. We're not going to, you know, take over the world or do anything crazy here. So not yet. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Must <laughs> Some bullshit. It's shocking that they don't see how much better things would be if everything was legalized without all these crazy restrictions on it, especially here in the UK, you know, I mean, do you smoke it here in the UK now, Jesse? Do you, do you find weed? Have you got some? I feel <laughs> I a hundred percent do. I just, I feel Sweet. awkward answering that question in an illegal country. I feel like the, the, the door might get kicked in as soon as I say, yes, <laughs> we got you. We've got him. <laughs> Freeze. <laughs> Put that devil's lettuce down. But you buy okay. off the street, I assume. Yeah. Oh, my 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 brother-in-law here is a gem. He he knows I'm I'm a daily user, so he had uh, he had some ready for me when I got off the plane, and Sweet. he's got some money nice. to help. Him. Yeah, nice. he's a good man. That's all right, man. Because it's easy to get hold of in the UK. It's, it's the only thing that stops people getting it really is uh, the fact that it's illegal. But if you know a guy, and everybody knows a guy, it's pretty easy to get hold of cannabis in the UK. Just yeah, it's not it's a little nerve wracking, I guess, eh? When you go looking outside of your circle. Yeah, yeah. Well, I haven't done that for a long time. Me either. <laughs> yeah. <you> just, <laughs> just grow, you know. And then I ran out recently and I wanted to go and buy some, but the standard just isn't there yet. It's not quality shit. It's not like your own homegrown. And a lot of the time you go out there, it'll be, uh, so, you know, not like really shit, but it won't be top quality weed and it'll be expensive too. And the worst thing is, the guy's always like, yeah, I'm just 15 minutes around the corner, mate. And he ain't 15 minutes around the corner. He's going to take a long time to get yet. to you. Yeah, you know, just watching the next episode of Hollyoaks or some shit. <laughs> it's not like the Just Eat app where you're getting like a, a an update on where they're at and which street they're turning on. No, definitely not that. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> we we sure actually have that in Canada now. Damn, that's fucking so sweet, man. So when you're going back home to Canada, when's the holiday over? Well, I, I'll be honest on this this uh, call. I was supposed to fly home on the 11th. Unfortunately, uh, I did catch COVID. So oh I, no, you got COVID now. Yeah, yeah. You got um, a mask on, bro. I, I, <laughs> oh man, wait a minute. Let me put something over my microphone and <laughs> <laughs> my headphones. <laughs> I'm talking through a beer bottle. We're fine. Oh cool. But, uh, cool. Okay. <laughs> but um, had to move everything back to the 16th. 
just because um, in order to fly back to Canada, presently you need a positive test, 14 days old. Right. But as of January 15th, it changes to 10. Right. So um, we get our uh, final PCR fit to fly tomorrow. And hopefully, this is strange to say, hopefully it's, it comes back positive because uh, all of our other PCRs have. Mm-hmm. And we uh, start the 10-day countdown. God damn. How are you feeling? You okay? It was pretty rough, I'll be honest, a few days, but I'm, I'm mm. about 95% better now. Sweet. That's good to hear. What about the family? They all good too, right? They are, but we're, uh, we're staggering our um, infection periods. It's, uh, it's been, uh, we just found out my brother-in-law has it today. Uh, right. His mother, we found out two days ago. My fiance was four days before that. My wow. sister was five days before that. So it was... They pretty much yeah. figure the whole family's got it at this point and just got to cycle through. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. it. How about well, you guys? Do you have good holidays and everyone happy and healthy? Yeah, man. You can't complain at all. It's been nice. Great holiday. And as far as I know, everybody's healthy. You know, we, we just I've heard with this Omicron that you don't really know sometimes. That, that's the weird part. That's been part of the thing for the whole time. One third of people don't show symptoms for the majority of these variants. So I'll, I'll answer. As far as I know, everyone's mm-hmm. healthy. Mm-hmm. That's my mother it. had it and she's in her fifties. She's not in the best health, but she had it and she got over it within a few days. She was okay. So it's not so bad. I haven't had it yet. Even with two of my kids have had it. They've caught it from school and bought it home. And I haven't caught it off them so far. Maybe I have, and I just don't know. Maybe I was asymptomatic and I'm just sitting here with COVID antibodies and I don't even know about it. Yeah. You, like you said, you might not know. Mm-hmm. It's crazy shit, man. And it's affected a lot of things as well. I suppose it's affected the, the length of the time this court case is going out for for you as well. It's been going on for a while. Do you think it would have been done already if it wasn't for the COVID? I, I, I don't think COVID has had anything to do currently with our timelines because it's all been like there's been no need to, to meet or be in public right. at any stage at this point. Okay. Um, I think it... No, I, I don't actually, I was going to say, I think it might come into effect once we get scheduling court dates, but worst case scenario, a lot of them are virtual now. So you're, they're actually getting through more cases faster because of the being able to do them online versus like people coming into a courtroom, doing your case, emptying the courtroom, filling it back up. Yeah. yeah. It's just, okay. Your, your host has let you into zoom now. <laughs> like that's it's, easy, it's much easier isn't it and some people yeah. prefer it like that as well some people just don't like going outside or being face to face with people you know anxiety and all that and lawyers like it too if you, if you think about it there's multiple courthouses and sometimes you got to drive to a very far one just for like a 10 minute appearance mm-hmm. you got to drive back versus you can just put a suit top on and be in your underwear sitting in front <laughs> of zoom you know i'm not a cat Honest, remember that guy? (laughs) (laughs) Shit, that was funny. But yeah, it's a good point. And you know, them lawyers, they get paid a stupid amount of money per hour. So if they can make back an extra couple of hours throughout their day, that's a lot of money. They don't have to try it. They can spend it in front of the screen. They're happy, aren't they? But damn. So how's how's the fundraising going with you? You I know you were selling t-shirts. We had a few guys uh, buy t-shirts from you and things like that. But how's it going now? You still getting a lot of people sign up and buy stuff from you yeah i'm, I'm very grateful for everyone who's who's bought uh t-shirts sweaters or just gone on gofundme and donated for for nothing and i'm very grateful for that and it's 
to answer your question, it's it's continuous. People, people like it seems every day or two, there's there's someone else throwing in. Nice. We're, we're over twenty grand raised now, and and I have this secret burning in my pocket, but um, <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. Coming soon. Coming soon. Yeah. <laughs> Exciting times, man. You know, we just want to try and encourage any of our listeners out there who are, you know, maybe not even living in Canada, but you can still go out and support. You know, this is it's a fight for the whole cannabis community, not just Canada. And any UK listeners, you know, once Jesse's done with this, he's going to come over here and sort us out as well. So go and help him get his thing done quicker. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, God damn. I love that you guys um, keep following the, the cause here and keep inviting me back on. I, I truly do appreciate it. No, we love that you're doing it, mate it needs to be done and there's not many people who are brave enough you know and stupid enough at the same time like we said to be stepping out and doing what you're doing because it's massive it, it must make a big difference to your life it must take up a lot of your time and it's got to be a lot of stress as well it definitely is but you know what i'm very hopeful of is that we're when people see what we're doing here it'll inspire them to to pick up the sword as well mm-hmm. and especially when i believe when we win this I think it'll it'll motivate a lot more people too. Not saying there there aren't people picking up swords, but the bigger the army, the bigger the chance. Yeah, I think it will. Be, I think it will turn out for the best. I I do too. And hopefully, and, it gets the other people inspired as well. And like, wow, Jesse did a good job there. I think we can do it. Instead of just being afraid of just wasting their time and resources, you know, like it's no, it's never going to change. The government won't change their minds on any shit, you know. But maybe you can prove them wrong or force them to. Mm-hmm. That, that's what it takes with, <laughs> with your government, at least. Don't prove them wrong, force them to change their mind. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, things go pretty well in the States, though, don't they? Okay. Well, for, in most of them. Uh, yeah, some of them. I suppose it's the opposite down there for you because you've got the, the federal law that won't change. And the state law is the one that is changing. But in yeah, Canada, yeah, it's, it's kind of opposite to the states. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, your Fed said it's okay, but the state says no, pretty much. Well, we have we had a situation in Washington where they they passed uh, medical and then recreational with no home grow, but I mean that was the only thing that it was even sort of similar to what happened in Manitoba. Mm. And it's taken them a long time now for Washington to get home grow back because they were being very cautious. You know, it's like oh we can get we can get legality, but if we don't ask for home grow, maybe they'll give it to us faster which seems to be a recipe for disaster. You know, if you want it, ask for it up front. Don't try and get it later after they, after they, uh, mm-hmm. they have all the control. That's right, man. Oh, I asked for too much. There was, what state was that? There was a state. Oklahoma. Just, just asked for everything. Like, fucking, yeah. they're going to say no anyway. So let's just ask for everything. And they did. And they got it. It's like, what? The medical ah. program. And they asked for the sun, the moon, and the stars. They got everything from low, low startup costs for dispensaries and grows to home grow with you know hot big limits and and lots of lots of uh, availability for prescriptions so yeah they, they went big and they got it so occasionally i think we get lucky yeah but if you don't ask you don't get exactly that's a good way to put it man really good and it's crazy you know just don't go into there into the court case and be like can we have this please it's like <laughs> yeah. this is what we fucking want yeah you almost have to demand it nowadays mm-hmm. well, especially where we're at we're in since we're suing them, we, we got a demand. Mm. Can't ask nicely. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. They've already said no if you're asking nicely. I get it. Yes. We uh, will settle for four plants, though. Right. 
The so, sulfur four plants, you'd like six or eight, but yeah. Well, you <laughs> really, our federal I think Ma like Mackie said before, we, honestly, we believe there should be no limit on home grow, but mm -hmm. getting that through everybody, uh, that's going to be really tough. But yeah, so because you should be able to just grow as many as you like, but if you go commercial and start selling it to people, then that's where yeah. the law needs to change. You need licensing and yeah. testing and all this, but for your own grow, I mean, if you want to do breeding, and breed your own plants. We've had breeder Steve on the show before, and he popped 500 seeds at a time. And he doesn't intend on smoking any of those, but well, we might smoke a couple when they get to the end. But he's not yeah. growing all the 500. He's just he's looking for a particular phenotype so we can grow a nice strain. And people should have that option. I, I fully agree. So would you be able to I, go um, back to court afterwards if they was like, yeah, okay, okay, you can have your four plants. Would you be able to appeal it afterwards and ask for more? Um. It'd be a different case altogether because now we're we're asking for something that the federal government hasn't given the okay for. If that makes mm -hmm. sense, yeah. Okay, yeah, right. Because now yeah. now you're you're asking to change the the federal laws versus to adhere to them. It's not yeah, as if okay. anybody goes around the house and be's like, "Yeah, I'm just going to check, and make sure you got four. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't think you have the four check guy that comes down the door knocking. Knock, mm. knock down on all the doors asking, can I look in your tent, please? Yeah, that'd be a fun job, though. <laughs> it would be, really. <laughs> Make a lot of good friends that way. Hey, man, yeah. you got any samples? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm going to test this and make sure it's not too strong. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, Canadian inspector. I, I hate to do this, but my, uh, my sister's calling for supper, and I know it's one of my favorite meals tonight, homemade macaroni and cheese. Oh, sweet. Nice. So, sweet. And I know we'll be talking again with these uh, two secrets I got very yeah, shortly. Yeah, man. Looking forward to it, Jesse. You go have your dinner, man, and enjoy the rest of your time in the UK. I hope you enjoy it. Yeah, thank you, guys. And next time, let's ensure we meet up. And I know this time has been, uh, at least on my side, has been COVID lockdown central. So not this trip, but next for sure. Yeah, man, yeah, for man. sure, for sure. Appreciate your time, man. Keep oh, doing thank, what you're doing, you both, bro. Eh? Stay strong. We'll talk yes. soon. And thank you again for having me. I, I anytime, man. Anytime, man. Anytime. Keep up the fight, man. Yes, man. Take care, Jesse. Talk soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And I'm, I'm waving as I do. Look at that. There you go. There you go. Well, that was good, man. <laughs> yeah, man. I think it'll be all right. I think it's all going to change up there in Canada. Well, for in, in Manitoba, at least, and Quebec. Yeah, it sounds like he's got it uh, at least roadmapped and definitely he's optimistic on it. So that's a good thing. Yeah, so there we go, everybody. That was Jesse Lavoy from Toba Grown. Now, again, if you can help him out, if you're in Canada or maybe in the UK, anywhere, and you think you can support him, uh, buy a T-shirt, just offer a donation whatever you can do to support the cause is always greatly appreciated you know it's a battle that we're all in together it's all part of the cannabis community just because he's in a different country from you maybe that it doesn't mean that you shouldn't support his fight too so get on it if you can but of course there's no pressure he's doing a great job and we just want to make sure that we show our support to him as much as possible of course, again, go and check out episode 58 and episode 49. And there's interviews in there that you can listen to from Jesse as well. So super cool guys coming back very soon to tell us about more news that he's got. But he has to keep it secret until the end of January. So after the end of January, maybe early February, Jesse will be back again to tell us about all this new news he's got as well and keep us up to date of what's going on. It's going to be super cool. Very interesting, man. I, I can't wait for this to be over in Canada so we can come over to the UK and start fixing things up over here as well. Very cool. 
we have an interview every week. It's on every episode of, since we started the show. So if you want to listen to more interviews from Pine Homegrown, just go and check out our different podcast networks. Uh, we, we're on iTunes, Spotify, Deezer, Stitcher, all of the big ones. So just go there, search for High and Homegrown, and you'll find us and download. And if you can, if you don't mind, share this on social media so other people can find out about it as well. That would be massively appreciated. And of course, one more thing, if you're not a member of Percy's Grow Room already, go over there and sign up to the forum, percysgrowroom.com. And for now, we'll see you on Friday for the Grow Guides. See you then. Goodbye.